one. Oh, that cut was so crisp from me. Mmm. That's so good. Does that mean you want to be in the sketch? Are you on no, a roll? No, no, I'm just enjoying my life. Just enjoying, just enjoying the clap. Enjoying your life. Mm. Um, I okay. think your life is overrated. Oh, rude. <laughs> very, very rude from a man whose life is going to have a little coffee and a little sandwich of a Sunday at the supermarket or Sounds the garden centre. Sounds, Sounds pretty, pretty fucking good to me, actually, in fairness. 1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 909. Sketch 1,145. Officer. Right, I'll be in this. I haven't been in one for a bit. I'll be Hoth, not the Hoth. I'm not. <laughs> I want to, to see Hoth. that. That is what I want to see. Sure. I'm not really set up for the Hoth, but <coughs> I'll be Hoth. Um, and Rich, do you want to do Paul? You know what? <laughs> they'd never make the office today. Oh God, no! As if they'd make the office today. Can you imagine it though? Going to the BBC and describing the show, all the characters, all the non-PC jokes. What in hell's name would they say? They'd say, that sounds an awful lot like The Office. But if you asked whether they'd make it? They'd say, we already did. Yeah, they'd say, we already did. And then they'd say, then later, someone else also did. They'd probably say that too. But what they forget is that The Office was award-winning and boundary-pushing. But nowadays, nobody wants to make boundary-pushing shows twice. Three times. Three times, I meant. What's wrong with pushing boundaries all of a sudden? Even if they've already been pushed. I mean, you can push a boundary from both sides. Great point. Stupid BBC. Yeah, idiots. So, do you want to... Maybe try to make The Office ourselves and put it on YouTube? Oh, no time, really. I've got to work on my novel. How's that going? Not bad. Uh, how do you spell Boromir? It's making a point, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Not much else to... Ooh. Here is the Here uh, is. beer Hoff mat. and Paul. Hoffbrow and mm. Paulana. Here's the names of the characters. I didn't go for Hacker Pshaw. Warsteiner, Floris, Fruli, Kombacher, Spartan, Lowenbrau, Bitburger, Fru, or Augustina. But they could be in later sketches. Looks like uh, Okay. Why have you got a beer mat in your own house? Is that a thing people have? Yeah. Not to put cups on and stuff. You have coasters, don't you? Coaster. A coaster yeah. is different from a beer mat. A coaster is something <clears throat> that's like permanently around. A beer mat is something disposable. Uh, how long uh, have you had that beer mat? I mean, admittedly not that long. About... 14 months. I had a beer mat had in this my one a lot longer. room that went Well, as through... you can see, it's getting a bit tired out. Mm. Yeah. I only picked this one up because it sounded like Games Workshop porn, and it made me laugh. <laughs> and it says, The dark seeks dark. Awesome wave, 10.3%. Double black IPA. Darker. Darker! <laughs> Which is So farcical. you're in a pub, and you go, I like that, I'll have that, and you pocket it. Well, this one is I that thought a was done stupid. Thing? 
and I want to take a photo of it and put it online and ask what the P in IPA stands for in double black, dark seats, dark, darker, darker, pale ale. Correct. <laughs> I found that amusing. But this one, yeah, I just took it. I don't know. It's advertising. I'm advertising it more now on this podcast than <laughs> anything else. Dan, what were you going to say? I had a beer map that stayed in my student room throughout my time at university. I think as a student, it's acceptable because when you're a student, you just put up with any old whatever. But as an adult, I wouldn't think it to bring a beer mat to my house. You don't go to the pub anymore. Well, why? I mean, but, but why even when I went to the pub, they're quite effective think... things. Yeah, but a coaster. A cheaper than a coaster. Well, if you steal them, then yeah, significantly <laughs> cheaper. And they're more interesting than most coasters. Okay, maybe this is just a me thing. Write in, listeners. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, write <laughs> <laughs> in, listeners. Going out. Not doing this for fun, are we? <laughs> I don't know. We had some good chats before we started that are not broadcastable. We were talking about body parts. And all the ones that you have in the loft. Yes. (laughs) Yes, all the ones I have in my loft. Fine, that was just me on beer mats then. Okay, now we know. I don't know, I don't think the the other um, three of us are right. Tegophilia, isn't it? The people who collect beer mats are tegophiles. I might have got that wrong now, I said it out loud. It seems a weird thing to collect beer mats, though. I don't don't collect them. Anyone can make one. It's not like a stamp. Anyone can make one. There's a printing press and some card. (laughs) But that's what I mean. I could order online a load of beer mats. Would one of those be collected by a collector if I just made some? Possibly. I don't know. I mean, I doubt you'd make a lot of money out of it trying to influence Why are there like limited edition beer mats that people... Well, they're all limited. They're not infinite. No, I get that. But what's the value in them? It's not like a stamp where it's like rare. What does that I mean? mean? Like, it's not like a stamp, like it's rare. Because most stamps, there's billions of stamps. And some of them have become yeah, but rare over history. Yeah, rare ones that are worth a lot of money. Yeah, but is that what's so called that, beer mats? Literally that, but just change the reference. Doesn't matter if you're talking about fucking beer but mats, bonsai that's trees. That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. But in like <laughs> beer mats known, like, oh, X brewery produced these mats in 1987 and they're really rare now. Well, the people who collect that's them the would situation. say that. I'm confirming I yeah, did, I do so. not collect them. I just stole two of them at one point. <laughs> or two points. Collectors will know all about stuff, won't they? Yeah, yeah probably. All right, then. Yeah. I was just checking. I just <clears throat> like to know about the world. If they're only sent to one pub with a really clumsy barman who spilt stuff all over them at all times, then, yeah, there might be only one in good condition left. Yeah. But why is that special? Oh, the same as stamps. Because okay. yeah. there's I mean, only one, yes. <laughs> okay. It's only the value of scarcity, isn't it? It isn't the inherent yeah. use value of that item. Yeah. But, you know, collectors mm. are odd people. We are. This is the man sitting in his room of, like, music. <laughs> That's not collecting, though, is it? Say. That'd be like... I don't know. Be... You collect really obscure stuff that the average person would not. I don't say... Listen, I'm, I'm pointing though. to the big shelves full yeah. of comics behind me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... But even then, you know, you know, I think with individual artworks, records and comics and books and films, I don't think that's really collecting. No? If you say, oh, you... I'm going to get everything released on Blue Note between 1955 and 1965, regardless of what's on it, then I suppose that's collecting. But otherwise, it's okay, just fine. being a, a, an avid consumer. Fine. <laughs> People who collect well, things like, know. I'm going to make sure I get every single Happy Meal toy or something. Hmm. Can we have a look at your fall shelf now? 
my fool's shelf. It's in a different room. <laughs> it is a different fall? room. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't got everything. In the, but that's what I mean. If I were a collector, I'd have the same album like four times. Once on vinyl, mm. once in the re-release, once in the yeah. German edition with a different cover. And I have no interest in that. I want to own all the different pieces of music. Right. But you are not collecting. Well, now we've gone down this very boring road. Yeah, it's not listener. very interesting, is it? <laughs> no. But now we know. Good. Anyone got any secret collections they now want to unearth that they've got? No. no not collecting. As we know. Oh, the Care Bears. The Care Bear lamp. I don't collect Care Bear lamps. I had one when I was little. <laughs> What about the... But now you've got a thousand. So that's what collecting means. (laughs) Collect retinal surgeries or something. (laughs) I mean, retinal surgeries and Care Bear lamps, you've got one more than the rest of us. Yes, but they're not collections. No. Right, well, this has been mindless. Great. Yeah, let's bring it to a close there. Done. 1,000 Sketches in 1,000 Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Dan Mitchell and Richard Catherall. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow.